Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and it's Wednesday, it's the middle of the week, it's hump day. You ready to hump the hump? I don't know. Are you? Are you in the YouTube chat? If you're in the YouTube chat, feel free to give me a thumbs up. Give me some thummy thumbs on your way in the door. It's a little bit quiet in there. I can say, oh, Jupocalypse. There you go. We got some people in there in the YouTube chat. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, we got a we got a nine game, what ten game slate later tonight. So there'll be grinders live. There'll be crunch time for premium members. There'll be a ton of stuff. Yesterday, yesterday highlights uh, why why we we don't like go over like the current slate of that day at eleven o'clock in the morning. Okay, right? It, it, it highlights that when people come in, go, okay, what do you like for today? It's like, well, today is eight hours from now, and who has no no idea what's going to go on? So what happened yesterday? Yeah, we came on this show. It's like, okay, what's going on? I don't know, right? We knew Ingram was going to be out. Okay, that's likely, right? We had some, like, doubtful people. Is De'Aaron Fox going to play? I don't know. That's questionable, right? Stuff like that. And then the Pelicans, just in the middle of the afternoon, just started dropping like flies, right? Like 1.30 Eastern. Right, because we know Ingram was probably not going to play, uh, and then we got uh, okay. Devontae Graham isn't going to play. Okay, Josh Hart isn't going to play. Jonas Valanciunas isn't going to play. Their entire starting lineup isn't going to play. They're, they're literally their entire starting lineup ain't playing. Right, so that opened up like Nikhil Alexander Walker and Jose Alvarado and Guillermo Hernan Gomez. Like we would we have mentioned that. At 11 a.m. No, why would you have to mention Jackson Hayes and 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 uh, and, and Willie Hernan Gomez with Valentinus is it right? Why do you have to mention what not? You feel Alexander Walker, Willie really Graham's there and Hart's there, right? What do we have to Jose Alvarado? When is he going to be a play? Well, that's what happens in the NBA. Okay, so we got that. So it's like okay, Pelicans chalk, right? They're playing like a <coughs> like a nine man rotation with a bunch of like guys that are like. 4K, 3K. I think her. I think Herbert Jones was the most expensive player. No, no, uh, Hernan Gomez was at 4,700. I think he was the most expensive player on the Pelicans. And then, then we got news about two or three hours later. Fred Van Vliet, he ain't gonna play. Okay, Fred Van Vliet's out. It's like okay. Uh, and then, then Scotty Barnes, like 15 minutes before lock, oh, he's not in. It's like, well, what the hell's going on now? Now the Raptors are down to like eight players. And like two or three of them are like G-leaguers. So it's like, okay, here's all the Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi, Chris Boucher and Precious Achua. Like the, everyone has to play. Gary Trent. And they're all going to play like 40 minutes. They, who else did I have? The Raptors don't have anyone else. And they run very tight rotations as it is. So like would we have known that? It's like Siakam was not that was 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 projected fairly well earlier in the day, and now he was just a smash at that point. So essentially it was Pelicans and Toronto. Then you still you still got the Spurs sitting. It's a nine-game slate. It's like, like, like we're only focused on two teams, but you should be focused on two teams. Two teams are playing on extremely short rotations with guys that are are either underpriced or vastly underpriced. So you can see here, I mean, and they all hit. I mean, they all hit. Like compared to the ownership versus the top one percent in the contest, we could see in results DB very chalky, right? Other than like Murray, Murray didn't make it to most lineups, but I mean, look, you got Gary Trent. Take a look at the top one percent. 
of lineups. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is 100%. So you get Walker, Hernan Gomez, Alvarado, one, two, and three. The next are Siakam, Boucher, Ananobi, and Trent. And then Harden's thrown in there also. Then you got Edwards and Embiid and Harris. Herbert Jones is down there a little bit. Terrence Mann presses Achua. Cade Cunningham, obviously, he had, a, he had 69 points. But you didn't even need him. Like, Jokic had 71 points, and he was he actually appeared in less lines in the top 1%. Right? Pirtle had a pretty good game. Would have been a much better game. I had a bunch of Pirtle and Eric Gordon, those, like, well, uh, Rockets, Spurs-type lineups. They didn't make them because it was a blowout by the fourth quarter. You can see here, it's like, if you didn't play Pelican, if you didn't play some combination of a majority of your lineups having Pelicans and Raptors in it, you did something wrong. Did you have to play three and three? You didn't play a ton of no. But if you if you were if you were sitting there yesterday going, well, I'm not going to play any Pelicans. I'm not going to play any Raptors. Then you screwed up. I mean, you you were giving up 30 points in projection to not do so. I don't know how how you would have, let, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look. I'm, I'm just do, do this uh, do do this. Uh, if you played a lineup, just the optimal based on our 8:43 last night projections, you would have gotten one two. You'd gotten one, two, three, four, four Raptors, two Pelicans. Or you could have gotten three Raptors, three Pelicans, six, six players in your lineup. We're going to be from either of those two teams. So let's say we take them out. Okay. So let's, let's do a, do a, do a thought experiment. It's not even a thought experiment. We're actually doing it. Right. So the, the fantasy points is 307.67 as the, the quote optimal. So let's take those teams out. So let's let's take out the Pelicans. Let's take out the Raptors. So we're just going to X them out, right? Go down the line. So if you didn't play any of them in a lineup, 307.67, 283.41. You played a lineup with none of those players. You're giving up 20, 20, about 25 points in projection, 24, 25 points. So if you were building a lineup like I'm just going to be cute and not play either of those two teams, I don't know how, I don't know how you do that. Does it mean you have to play all of it? No, of course. Not. I'm just saying in general. So let's go back. Let's add these guys back in. Run something else here. So I'm going to add these guys all back in. Right. Also, what happened? Justin Champagne or whatever he got ejected. Right. PJ Washington got ejected. So they have even less players, right? They're sitting there with Delano Banton, Malachi Flynn, and Yuta Watanabe. Well, what the hell are they going to do? Not much. Oh. Let's see. Put these all back on. Do I got them all? Okay. Right, Alex Santi said, I went two Pels and two Raptors with LeBron and Deontay instead of Harden. I'm assuming that's FanDuel. I don't know, I don't know what the pricing was on FanDuel. All I saw I, I, from, from, from the looks on Twitter, apparently there was humongous trains on FanDuel. So obviously the FanDuel pricing is softer. So you, you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to have to play like all of the cheap guys. But, uh, but, but I, what I did uh, before the show, just like I did yesterday, is I put in the actual ownership. So I, play, I played 50 lineups yesterday. So you can see my lineups here, right? So I played a ton of Naw, N-A-W, Harden, Siakam, Trent, 
Willie Hernandez, Alvarado, Keldon Johnson, Boucher, Embiid. I played a bunch of Sadoransky. He was only 3% owned. Well, he only scored eight points. Right? So I played a ton of these. I had a, I had seven lines with Patrick Beverly that turned into Jalen Noel. Because what else am I going to do? He's a $4,300 guard. and There's no wiggle room in my lineups. So you take a look at some of my top line. I mean, like, like what else are they going to look like? Two Pels, three, right, three Pels, three Raptors. Three Pels, three Raptors. Three Pels, two Raptors. Three, two Pels, three Raptors. I mean, like, all that. All, even if you go scroll the way down, right, you get two Raptors, two, two Pelicans. I mean, like, no matter where you go, you're going to find them, the three and two. Because they projected so well for their prices. You can't. You can't. I mean, take a look at the RGV salary adjusted plus minus. You got Pelican, Raptor, right? You got Pelican, Raptor, right? All, all the way up. They're all positive. But I want to see now, based on, uh, you know, inserting the ownership, because, like, I got, I got Harden a little bit wrong. I under, I under projected Harden ownership. Oh, by a little bit. Anyone else I got wrong? I under, I under Chris Boucher. I under some of the rat. I, I under, I got a little bit under, uh, under projected Trent and Boucher. Not by that much. Like Boucher, I had at like 28 and he came in at 36. Trent, I had 12 and he came in at 18. OG, I got right. Just looking down this list. Like any massively, massively incorrect. Ownership. Sadoransky, I thought would be higher. I mean, who else is going to play off the bat? I mean, someone has to. I mean, they, they don't have anyone there. So just looking down, right? Uh, Garrett Temple got that ownership, right? I had temp, I had like Temple at 14 and Sadoransky at like eight. Okay, so I'm now going to run a diversified set of lineups, right? Max total lineup ownership around 200. Because that's what around the range that you know the top end of the range that I was working with, and let's let's build 150 from three unique players. Let's see what comes up. Everything else good. I don't have any any exposures here. Okay, now I got I got max. Got tens over here for a build I was doing. Okay, get rid of that, and now let's run it. So I want to see what, what that set of lineups does it look that dramatically different than the set that I was making. So you look in the results DB and I could start, I could start taking a look at, you know, people's exposures and stuff like that. Right. We could go here. Right. Take out that start putting in the brick play. No. I got caps lock on petty theft and petty theft put in. Squirrel patrolled. We got squirrel patrol in there. JBC. Who else? Who else? Ishbu. Who else should we be looking at? Did you, we can see, look across the board. Like, I mean, uh, Whistles actually had the least amount of, of NAW. Who else should we be taking a look at? Uh, have a Chipotle. Why not? Right, ninety four percent gnaw. Yuda, hundred percent not like it, it, it was hard not to. 
So he had a salary adjusted plus minus of 12 or 13. So you'd okay, okay, that's good, that's good enough. So we take a look at this, like compared to the field. Like, no, nah, yeah, well, obviously. Okay. And I had plenty of no. Nah. Siakam, plenty of Siakam. Alvarado, right? Some people went up and down a little. Harden. I had so much Harden. I had a lot of Boucher. I had a lot of Ananobi. I was a bit lighter on Murray. I had plenty of Willie Hurd and Gomez. I had some Herb Jones. I was way under on Garrett Temple. So the Colts and Hishbu and Chipotle Attic, they had a bunch of Temple. But a bunch of people had less. Score Patrol, Ship My Money, Petty Theft. I was under on Jokic. I was over on Trent. I was going to too much Trent. But that, that seems to be fairly consistent. Pirtle, Achua. They were kind of leaving out Patty Mills. So if you played Patty Mills at 15% ownership, that may have been a little bit of a mistake. Derek White, plenty of Derek White. I guess Halliburton. I think Halliburton was a was a it was like a, a sacrifice from uh, from all the Raptors, all the Raptors guys. So it's like, why are you paying seventy four hundred for Halliburton? He was, he was fine without with their Fox in, but of course they got blown out. Terrence Davis, Keldon Johnson. Like I'm just looking at this Terrence man. Is there anything that just stands out of like someone have a lot more or a lot less of someone that I was playing? No, not that much. I'm assuming this no Noel ownership is a lot of Beverly being switched out. Okay. Nothing dramatic. No, nothing. Let's go back to the okay. So I built 100, 150 lineups, three uniques, just to get just as diverse set as possible and see what what would have changed. Okay. Well, I probably would have gotten a little bit more man, right? White, I would have gotten more Halliburton really at that had his ownership. So anyone that I had a lot of that uh, turns out to be a little of. Hernan Gomez, right? Okay, so Hernan Gomez, but it came in lower. Achua would have came in lower. I would have ended up with more Hayes than, than Hernan Gomez instead of the other way around. I would have ended up with more P.J. Washington. Less Gary Trent at 18%. More Jokic than I had, so actually, would it end? It probably would have end. Result wise, it actually would have ended up probably a little bit worse. Probably a little bit worse because I would have had what more Halliburton than I had, even though I had like twenty percent. I would have had more Gordon. So it had plenty of Siakam. I would have had more more Boucher, I guess, to fill in that position, and way more Embiid, even though I did have plenty of Embiid. Right, if we take a look, I mean, like 15 out of 50. Like Keldon Johnson, where did he go? Where did he go in this run? Keldon Johnson just disappear in this 150 that I ran? Oh, 19%. Okay, a little bit less. So basically, the biggest differences would be the, the, the center position for the Pels. And getting more like Derek White and basically non, non-Pels, non-Raptors, like Derek White, Halliburton, Embiid, Terrence Mann, those types of guys, Eric Gordon. 
which obviously results-wise would have turned out worse. But that's where I'm not trying to review my results. I'm trying to re review my decisions. Would I have had more or less? Had I known these, these players would be X-owned. Leonard doesn't look that dramatically different other than, you know, just I'm playing, I'm playing more. Right? I have less, like I have less, like two, three, like I have less Pelicans and Raptors in my lineups at the same time. So like the opposite, instead of here's one with two and two, here's one with two and two, one and two, two and two, like, but you saw in my, in my original set, I'd line up set with three and three, two and three. Three and one, you know, like all over the place. I mean, I lost, I still lost money yesterday, but it's GPP. That's what that's what happens. I had liners that had pretty good scores, right? But you need like four hundred to win. So getting a whole bunch of lineups, three twenty to three fifty, yay, cash, woohoo! Like min cash or three X or something. That's not going to make up. You play. You're playing to win. You're playing to win. Uh, MJC says should have went Cade instead of Halliburton. No, why? Why should you have? Right, take a look at Cade Cunningham's projection. Right? You take a look at Cade Cunningham's projection versus Halliburton. If I put him in my pool. Uh, where is Sacramento? And how, how, do, you, how do you consider that? I project the guy projected for six point six raw points higher. Now Halliburton obviously was fourteen percent owned, and Kate Cunningham was two percent owned. Was that twelve point difference worth six points in projection? Probably not. The problem with Halliburton was not Halliburton. The problem with the the the, the Kings got blown out, and Kate Cunningham put up a huge game. You can't you can't go by. Well, what happened yesterday? It's like, well, based on the numbers, in a vacuum, regardless of what your lineup is, I mean, not considering the rest of your lineup, you obviously play Halliburton over Cade Cunningham. I mean, it's obvious. So that's, there's not there's nothing you could do for it. You could, there's nothing you could do. I should have done that because of a result. That's not the way you should be reviewing your slates. You review your slate by looking at like, well, what, what, are, the, what, what are my projections say? What do my tools say? Go on the Roto Grinders projections. You want to aggregate projections, whatever. There's no, there was no projection set around the industry that had Cade Cunningham anywhere close to Tyrese Halliburton with Fox out. So if it's just a 1v1 conversation with nothing, no ownership, no what the rest of your lineup is, no nothing, no contest, no nothing. It's an easy decision. Do you want a player with a six-point higher projection? There, done. Yes. Give me Halliburton. Don't review these slates based on what happened. Other than how did your opponents react that you that differed from what you expected? That's why that's why the ownership matters. Oh, I thought this guy was going to be three percent on. He ended up being thirty-three percent on. Well, that's a that's a big oversight. I played a guy. I played ninety percent of a guy thinking he was three percent on. Turned out he was 8 million percent owned. And I, uh, so the leverage I thought I had in those lineups, gone. Bye bye. 
They weren't balanced properly. That you could control. What happens in games? You can't control that. Like I said, I was I went through, I ran my 150. I ran a 150 of with the actual ownership in there, and my lineups got worse. Like from a result standpoint. But those would have been my those would have been my lineups. I would have done worse. Not that much worse. Not dramatically different. I would have had more combinations that didn't include Pels and Raptors. But while still having probably four from the, both those teams combined in every lineup anyway. As opposed to what happened yesterday, where if you jammed in six, you were that, that's, that was gold. That's the only difference. Because the Raptors' ownership went up, and I, I, I didn't adjust as much as it did go up. Because it was one of those things where it's like right before, like Scotty Barnes being out, like 15 minutes before lock. I, I have a manually adjust the ownership. I can't wait for I can't wait for anything. So it's like, what does that do? How much further does Siakam go up? How much further do these guys go up? And because it's so late, it's not only how much do they go up because of of Barnes being out, but how how many people are going to react and 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 utilize this information? I mean, that's especially true after lock. But pre-lock, you have to do the same thing. Like the Bells information, the Pelicans information, like that was going to be if that was going to be fairly efficient, right? That news came out at one thirty in the afternoon. So I was like, oh, how many people are going to play Jose Alvarado? Plenty of people, plenty. And then we we have a six-hour head start there. An hour before, Fred VanVleet and Scotty Barnes and that type of stuff. Not so much. The, the Aaron Fox, maybe not so much. Had that news early in the day, then then it probably would have been much more efficient. I would I would have had better numbers. Okay, what's going on today? Is there a point of talking about today? I always say that. Is it James Harden slate again? They're playing. Well, we have nine. We have nine teams on back to backs. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck knowing what the hell's going on. Is that like why even bother at this point? We had teams not on back-to-backs going, going nuts. What's going on with Utah? Look at, we have 18 guys, right? Look at this queue list. We obviously have Van Vliet, right? Jared Allen. We have the, obviously the, the, the Raptors guys. We got Hayward. We got some Memphis guys. Marcus Morris, Will Barton. And this is just this is just on the injury report. This is the, the guys that have are listed Q or P or whatever. But you know what's going to happen. 4:30 someone's going to stop. But this guy's resting. Was never on the injury report. No nothing. Just look at Cameron Johnson here right for Phoenix. Let me reload this. It's like if you're building lineups now, I don't know what like, why. You're going to have to redo all your work anyway. All right, what's going on with what's going on with Utah? What's their situation? Are all their guys going to be back? Like, what's going on with Conley, Conley and Bogdanovich? And right, we have fantasy points. Okay, did, am I? I gotta I gotta delete these because this is from the other day when I plugged them in. Right. Okay, so okay, so we don't have to worry about the jazz. If everyone's back, we don't even have to worry about the jazz, right? Do we have anything else? Do I have anything else filled in uh, accidentally? 
I don't think so. Even when we go team by team, like Milwaukee doesn't look promising. Cleveland, that. Right, we got nothing here, right? Cleveland, Charlotte, meh. Indiana, meh. Clippers, meh. <laughs> Orlando, eh. Sacramento, okay. So the seven o'clock games aren't that they're bad. Okay. So Sacramento, we'll have to wait to see about Fox, I guess. Although it seems like Halliburton and Holmes still project fairly well. Atlanta, meh. Knicks, garbage. Heat, Butler. I guess Butler's there. Denver, we got Jokic. So we got Harden for Brooklyn. Toronto, we have to see what's going on with them. Right? But it's still going to be a very, very small rotation for them. Chicago, eh, meh. John Morant, 9,900. Are we playing him? Steven Adams, 4,500. Are we doing that? We have to see what the Q tags for, for Memphis are. San Antonio. San Antonio seems to project well. They may be a team. Look, all these, all these guys. As of right now, as of 527 in the morning, the algorithmic projection. So you have to wait for wait for some manual updates. Phoenix, we got Cameron Johnson, Bismack, Utah, with everyone back, kind of garbage. Mavs, not much. Portland, eh. But who knows? I mean, that's why I said this is a what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten game slate. Tons of back to backs and everything. Oh, I mean, I didn't even play tonight. Look, you got three games at seven, two at seven thirty, two at eight, one at eight thirty, and two at ten. Now oh, it's going to be the late swap city. If you're not going to be by your computer tonight. Good luck. All right with all these teams on back to backs. Who knows? Who knows who star? Who knows that Toronto lineup? Who knows what's what that's going to be? San Antonio. They played yesterday. See, at least the seven o'clock games we'll get. But I mean, some of these, like, oh, do I care that much about the Cleveland lineup? Right, but it's really Toronto, Chicago. Someone sits for them. Is DeRozan back? Who knows? Memphis at eight thirty. The Utah guys. We may not know that. Oh, we may not know Todd. We may we may not know stuff by eight o'clock. So if you're not if you're not going to be you know hanging around, making swaps, doing all that stuff around that time, good luck. Good luck with that. I know we have Daniel Hutchins here, uh, nerdy tender. A lot of times he likes playing the late slips, so he doesn't have to worry about the late swaps. You know, play the early turbo or you know like that. Those slates where it's just all at once. Right, the two the two eight o'clock games, turbo, done. Right. The the early, the seven, 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 you know, that maybe the first the five games, and that's it. And then the light the late two games set. Maybe he's the maybe he's maybe he's the right mindset. So you don't have to worry. You only have to be really pretty much be at your computer for just by lock, and then you're done. Because all the games pretty much have started. But of course, there's smaller slates. And of course, a lot of times they're not necessarily the 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 weakest of fields. You'll get most most of most of the dumb money, the weakest players in the in the main slates. CG says Chuck was pretty good yesterday, huh? Yeah, but it's it's hard not to be when teams are playing seven man rotations and they're all underpriced. I had to how to how does a thirty seven hundred dollar guy not get there in thirty eight minutes? as the primary ball hander and shooter. 
Like it's hard. It's hard for them not to get there. Okay, looking in the YouTube chat. You got any questions? Got anything DFS strategy related? Feel free to type it in. Some of these will be short shows. I don't care. Hog Lawrence says, I did that last night since I had plans earlier in the evening. I love that idea. Okay, about, about just playing late slates and turbo slates, especially for NBA. I get it. I'm the type of person where it's like, if I'm available, I'm available. If I'm not, I'm not the whole night. Right? So it's like if I'm doing if I'm doing something at, at 8 30, like I just don't play NBA at all. It's like I'm if I'm not going to be available from, from six o'clock Eastern to 10, like at any point, if that four hours isn't completely free, then I don't play. Now that's me. I'm an all-in or all-out type of guy. Uh tomorrow night, tomorrow night, by the way, if you're if you're a member of uh you're a member of Roto Grinders. Roto Grinders subscriber, which you can do by clicking on the link in the description, getting $10 off your first month. Right? You get you become an NBA single sport premium subscriber. You get access to all of our projections, all the lineup HQ tool, all of our content. Uh, you know, every, everything we got behind the paywall. Uh, we've got a projections team that works. They, I mean, they did these things are updated probably 10 times a day. And they're always arguing there about assist rates or whatever. They're updating this constantly. Uh, and even after lock, obviously, when we get starting lineups and, and unexpected people sitting and starting and whatever. Uh, so if you join a Roto Grinders uh, premium, you get access to that. But you also get access to our Discord. If you don't know where that is, that's rotogrinders.com slash Discord. And I have a channel in there called Blenders Game Theory. So the same type of questions. If, if you if a lot of people watch this later. Right. Hi. Hi, people that watch this later and or listen to it later on the podcast feed. Uh, they're never here in time to, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning. East is not a good time for them to be here live to ask questions. Right. That they want answered. So that's what I use that channel for. So if you want to talk about DFS strategy, ask me anything. Feel free to go into that channel. And I, I reply to everything. OK, now, not, maybe not in real time, but you could post your questions. And they're also randomly is, is chat in there. But what I also do is uh, group coaching calls. So we get on Zoom, right, as a group. And as long as you sign up on the form that we have there, which is basically just like, I want to talk via video or whatever. You get on Zoom and it's like having a private conversation. People share their rotor trackers. They share their their screens and their their setups and their Excel stuff. And they ask questions. And, you know, I, I typically, typically, you know, an hour, an hour, an hour and a half. I do this about, about once a week in there, different times just to hit, you know, some people are, are good at night. Some people are good in the afternoon. Some people are good at weekends. So the, ne- the next one is, is tomorrow night, Thursday at eight o'clock Eastern. So if you want to join, uh, if you want to j- join Roto Grinders Premium and join the, the Blenders Game Theory channel, you'll see, you'll see an uh, alert posted there, a pinned message. And then uh, you can sign up for my alerts in Discord. And then five minutes before I send out saying, hey, we're starting soon. A lot of people, people have loved the, the Zoom calls. And you could, you could, you could just join, you could join the Zoom group coaching calls and not say anything. Just like, I just, I'm just here listening and just here watching, whatever. I got to basically go one by one. So a lot, a lot of times it's like maybe three or four people per call. And it's just like, hey, it's like they're on video, you're on audio, whatever. It's like we're having a private coaching call. Just you're doing it in front of like maybe anywhere from 20 to 60 other people watching you also. 
but nothing gets recorded. So these, these, these you can't consume it later. Once the call is done, it's done. You can't, there's nothing. You can't, where do I find a recording of those? There aren't any. Okay. That's done for a reason. Because if you're going to be on audio and video, a lot of people don't want to, don't want to talk about their own personal play. Uh, you know, they feel, you know, you know, kind of self-aware that, oh, this is going to be posted on YouTube and people are going to see me and whatever. You don't have to worry about any of that. So it's like, whatever you, whatever stays, whatever happens inside the Zoom call stays inside the Zoom call. So if you want to sign up for that, rotogrinders.com slash premium, $10 off your first month. Click on the link in the description. And if you are a Rotogrinder subscriber, you could add yourself to the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. That'll direct you there. And say hi in the Blenders Game Theory channel. And all the information for that is posted there. But, uh, but we'll see what happens tonight. Because there's no way I'm going over a 10-game slate with, with, with nine back-to-backs, thinking that anything that we're looking at right now is going to matter. I mean, I said that yesterday, and there was, and I didn't even expect there to be that much news, and there was news. Okay? The shenanigans, there was just shenanigans on the four-game slate the other on Monday night. It's a four-game slate. What, what, what could happen? Well, everything could happen. So we review yesterday's slate. We talk about DFS strategy in general on this show. So tune in. We'll be doing NBA for the longest time, especially if baseball isn't back. Please reach a deal. MLB DFS is, is, so, much, is so much less stressful than NBA. But you could tune in later, 5, 10 p.m. Eastern. On this YouTube channel, hit the notification bell to know when we go live with the Grinders Live. They'll be they'll be covering the NBA slate. And then 620, right after that, for premium members only, is crunch time with Andy Means and Kevin Roth. And uh, and yeah, we'll lead you right up until lock uh here. And uh I'm I'll I'm always be here 11 o'clock in the morning, as I always am, right? I'm the guy that starts your day. Start your day. With, uh, with a review and answering your DFS strategy questions, as always, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.